Welcome to Geared for Growth. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, Managing Director of MCG Quantity Surveyors and Tax Depreciation Super Nerd. We actually have someone that nerds out on property management for you today. We've got a little bit of a clickbaity title, which is How to Ditch Your Dud PM. Now, most property managers out there I know are doing a fantastic job and they're a great help to our property investor clients. But Joe Natale from The Rental Specialist is going to talk to us about how to spot a dud PM, what a property manager should actually be doing for you, some of the hazards around accepting a property manager as part of a new purchase that's already on the property or working with the department from the sales agency. She gives some fantastic tips to help us understand what a property manager should be doing, some of the areas where they might be dropping the ball and how easy it is to change. It's an awesome interview with some great tips from Joe. Here's Joe. Joe Natoli, thanks for joining me on Geared for Growth. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ever since we met, I've been tossing and turning at night, just wondering how long it's going to take before we record this episode. Right. Uh, <laughs> because I know we're going to have a lot of fun. And we're starting out with a really sort of clickbait title too. So we're, we're talking yeah. about ditching your dud PM. Now, yeah. I think, you know, they say life's too short to drink cheap wine. And I think your investment horizon is too tight and the results are too important to have a dud PM. Now, with all due respect to PMs, I mean, we even have a pamper a property manager competition for the great PMs, but there are some bad ones out there. Okay, so this is a this is our cautionary tale. So how how do you know if you have a bad property manager? Maybe that's a good place to start. That's an excellent place to start. And oftentimes people don't know they've got a dud PM until it's too late and the proverbial has hit the fan. A classic example, I've got uh, a client who lives over in England and I took over her property uh, house that had been managed by a, another firm for 12 years. And when I took over it, this poor client was completely exasperated, didn't know what to do. The property hadn't been inspected for 12 years. Now, And, oh, my goodness. Not only so, does that sound like an issue, it's also illegal technically, isn't it? Like, Isn't there a guideline that says routines have to be done at certain intervals as part of the Residential Tenancy Act? We're obliged to do at least one inspection per year the legislation allows us to do up to four inspections per year but this particular property was not done was not inspected at all for 12 years and now the it's been sitting vacant for goodness knows how long whilst the owner tries to get you know finance to redo the whole house basically Mm. it's got no bathroom currently (laughs) poor thing yeah, that explains yeah. the lack of tenants. It's a very crucial part of the property. So, I mean, crucial. we talk sort of off air as you, you didn't want to sort of trot out the same sort of things like, you know, make sure they're doing their routines and make sure they're chasing arrears. But I mean, when it comes down to it, it's those fundamentals that need to be done right, isn't it? I mean, like there's the relationship with the tenant. That's a big piece. I mean, good property managers should be helping to advise you on things outside of property management, like you should get a depreciation schedule. It's a plug to myself. You should check your smoke alarms regularly, all that sort of stuff. But talk to us about those fundamentals. What should they be doing and what do people get wrong? Fundamentals, you're right. The fundamentals are critical to the success of property investment, but you're also right in that there is so much more to property management than just the fundamentals. But going back to your question, if we don't set up a tenancy correctly right from the very, very beginning, then it 
does set up the landlord for problems down the track. And what I mean by setting up the tenancy correctly is making sure you've got the right rent, making sure you've got the right person in there, making sure that the entry condition report is absolutely spot on on point. Most people think the lease is the most important document in the whole tenancy piece, but in reality, the entry condition report is the most important document in the whole tenancy piece. So getting that right is critical. Doing your compliance is obviously also critical. Uh, We need to attend to smoke alarms and we need to make sure that the water efficiency measures are in place if we're going to be charging the tenant with water usage. And yes, doing those things for From an investment point of view, like advising the client about getting a tax depreciation schedule is equally as important if the client is moving out of their principal place of residence and into and turning that principal place of residence into the investment property then getting a valuation so that you've got that moment in time because you're triggering a capital gains tax event that's also important and what I'm finding as I'm speaking to both owners and property managers is that a lot of property managers whilst they might be good at the ticking the boxes of property management, so to speak, they don't actually understand investing and they don't think like an investor. Mm. So that then extends to perhaps not the most comprehensive services being provided to property investors. The the valuation thing that you just discussed, I've never actually heard a property manager say that before. I'm sure that there are some that do it, but I would I would hazard a guess to say the vast majority of people wouldn't. And there's probably a lot of investors out there that don't understand the reason for that. And our data is telling us that anywhere, and this varies, between 20 and 25% of property investors actually live in their property before it becomes an investment property. That's data that that we collect. And that's Mm. a huge amount. It's way more than I thought it would be. You know, it's Mm. one in five or one one in four, sort of depending on the data set. And of course, as soon as that is an uh, income producer, property, then you want that valuation at that snapshot point in time because any capital gain that you've had as an owner-occupier is yours to take and as free as you like. Tax-free, that's right. The thing that we hear a lot from, say, boutique agencies is, you know, I'm a property investor and I run the property the way that I would like it to be run and I understand property Mm. investing. (laughs) I mean, is that the only real solution to get the best possible service or are these typical franchise groups where they kind of do have to employ a workforce of typically younger female people can they be educated to understand this stuff or have you really got to live it first do you think i think being an investor yourself provides you with a completely different perspective you can learn all the theory you want but unless you actually practice it and you've lived it the theory only provides a certain dimension and being a property investor and understanding everything that goes along with that the good bad ugly that is when you can really appreciate the point of view of your client and you can relate to them you can identify with their particular issues that they may have and you can provide I think advice that's based not just on theory but on experience as well and I think that's really important I've found that you can have a different type of conversation with an investor when you're an investor yourself Mm. and it comes from that point of it's almost you know you've been there done that you understand it's an empathetic type of advice that you can give yeah reverting back to sort of the original question on you know 
ditching your dud PM, how do we spot one? Mm. You've given an example of, well, if they haven't done a routine inspection in 12 years, that's a good clue, right? Yes. (laughs) Are there any more subtle ones? Because I'm imagining people tend to avoid difficult situations and conflict. And one of the obvious ways that can happen is with, say, raising the rent. Now, you don't have to raise the rent, right? But a good property manager should be saying, your property is under market rent. Uh, It's appropriate to bring this up. Is that something that perhaps a property manager would avoid doing because they know somebody, well, they're going to have to do some work to get some comparables. They know they're going to have to sort of let the, the tenant know. Is that an example where dud PMs might be dropping the ball? Absolutely. A lot of feedback I get from landlords or investors is that their property managers aren't proactive with the rent reviews. And you're right, you don't necessarily have to increase the rent every time or every 12 months, but you certainly need to be aware of where the property is sitting in relation to current market activity. And if your property manager is not providing you with that regular advice, then you have to wonder why they are not. Even a simple line in an email, look, we've benchmarked your rent and it's currently in line with your with the market would be sufficient so at least then the owner knows that okay it's where it should be yeah you're watching um yeah that's right and you've actually taken the time to have a look at it you're not just there collecting the rent and then depositing it into the owner's account you're actually looking at the property and you're asking yourself am I getting the best return for my client here? The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business, MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximise their claims and maximise their property education as well. And is there another obvious example in those sort of the standard modalities of property management, i.e. the rental arrears? Like I'm assuming a dud property manager, the difference between a dud and a gun is going to be pretty stark when you're dealing with that sort of situation, which is another form of conflict, I suppose. Well, yes, you're right. And look, a lot of property managers will allow their tenant a certain number of days leeway before they get onto an arrears situation, you know, and they fail to just jump on things before they become a bigger problem. But owners typically don't know that. Owners will know there's a problem usually around day five. So that one might be a little bit hard to spot. However, an owner should always, always, always ask a prospective property manager what their arrears policy is. So let's say we've detected that we've got a dud in the mix. What should we do? I mean, should we have a conversation with them to say, I've listened to this ripping podcast with (laughs) Joe Natoli and Mike Mortlock where they discussed what a good property manager should do. Actually, don't Mm -hmm. do that because I don't want any hate mail. Um, (laughs) any more than I have let's be honest should we have a conversation with them to say look I'm a little bit sort of miffed at the level of service or can we have a discussion about you know what this relationship is supposed to be about should we give them that sort of right of reply opportunity that opportunity should be given before a property manager is even engaged 
So to eliminate problems from the outset or to minimise problems from the outset, investors should be really, really selective about their property management engagement beforehand. So spend some time interviewing property managers that impress upon them what is important to you as an owner and what good service looks like to you and what sort of outcomes you expect. Having that conversation from the outset will set the platform and it will also set the, it will allow for open dialogue and communication between the parties. If you have inherited your property manager or not been proactive in selecting them to represent you and your property, then absolutely have a conversation with them. But also do not be afraid to move your business elsewhere. Yeah, that's a good segue because I was going to ask you a question that I think it pops up a lot. An investor will purchase a property and maybe one of two things will happen. The sales agent will say, oh, Joe, I've got this wonderful property management department. Did you want me to sort of get them to chat to you about bringing you on board? Or thanks for purchasing this property. It's already managed by our agency or whatever agency. So it's obviously very seamless to kind of keep that the same and you just sort of go Mm. "Ah, yeah like it's easy I don't want to ask any questions they're already there the tenant knows them so it's probably the best outcome that I assume you're going to rebut as 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 lazy as I described it how often do you think that happens how problematic can that be and typically I ask three questions in one how do we get rid of them like is it actually hard is it that much of a hassle I've forgotten the first one now what you have described I have a term for it and it's called the cycle of suck right and uh you're right it happens so often because Typically, property management is almost like an afterthought for most people when they're purchasing an investment property. They assemble their team and they never think to assemble or put a property manager onto their team before they actually start the process of buying an investment property. So after they've purchased the property and when settlement is approaching, an investor is thinking to themselves, oh, hooly dooly, I need to start thinking about property management. You know what, I'll just give it to the sales agent because he was so fantastic when we were buying this place. I'm sure he'll do a great job. And meanwhile, the sales agent's rubbing his hands in glee going, yes, please, because statistically he knows that, what, what is it these days? In 10 years' time, you're probably going to offload that again and who are you going to choose? Mm. You're most likely going to go back to the same place, aren't you, who's mm. currently managing it because it's easy. Now, that behaviour, it, it's a default. It's almost programmed into most property investment buyers' psyche. It, it happens too often. That's not necessarily the best thing that you could be doing as a property investor. You want to engage somebody that you have personally selected. You want to engage somebody who understands what's important to you and what your investment outcomes are as well. And you want to engage somebody who can provide you with that advice and he's completely independent If you've got a situation where you've got a property manager who's been managing that property for the vendor for the last 10 years, then I just don't think that that's a very, very good situation for you as the new investor to be walking into. You don't know what sort of agreements have been made with the previous owner or the tenant. You don't know the relationships, clean slate, (laughs) and be very clinical about it as well. I think the clue is in the name. You describe it as the circle of suck. Nothing about that sounds like a good outcome. 
So, so <laughs> typically it isn't a good outcome. So we get to the point where we've realised that we've got a dud, or we've you know we've had the opportunity to stick with the managing agent of a new purchase, but we've instead of doing that and doing the lazy thing, we've actually interviewed somebody and we found a gun. How do we actually change property managers? Is it as difficult as it sort of seems? Because I'm wondering if that's a big barrier. It's a bit like changing an accountant. It's like, oh, well, you know, there's files and that's going to be hard. But accountants tell me all the time, it's so easy. It's the same with property management. It is so easy. It is so, so, so easy. If you're an investor and you've just purchased the property, you can terminate the incumbent property manager the day of settlement. You can walk into that office, collect the file and the keys and give it to your new property manager. An even better thing would be your new property manager has been engaged several weeks prior and has put the incumbent property manager on notice that on settlement day, they are the ones who will be walking in there and collecting the keys and files and to make sure everything is ready. However, if you're not just purchased and you've owned the property for a while and you're looking to change property management agencies, you will need to give your current property manager notice of your intention to move and that notice period can vary depending on the authority that you've signed with the agency and it's just really really simple it is so simple the old agency will bundle up the file which typically contains keys a bond transfer form leases an entry condition report and a few other bits and bobs And it's a very easy process to transport that to a new agency. It is a fallacy that one has to wait for a tenant to move out and the property to be vacant in order to be able to change property management agencies. Right. That's good, important advice. I may even need to make a little audio snippet of that in in and of itself because I think that's really important. Now, I wanted to talk to you about proposed tenancy changes but we're going to run out of time i'd love to get you back we'll do Mm. we might do a live interview on geared for growth facebook or something like that could you i'm assuming by not uh speaking you that's your complicit in that (laughs) yeah i would love to do that actually Uh, legislate tenancy legislation is a real it's a bit of a passion of mine at the moment (laughs) we'll dive into that but if you can sort of round us out on this episode with your your top tips we're talking about Mm. Dumping a dud property manager, how, you know, how to tell if they're duds, how to, how to do it, how to interview somebody. What are your best tips? Well, my first and probably most important tip is to understand the true role of a property manager where property managers are more than just a conduit between the tenant's bank account and the landlord's bank account. There's so much that we can bring to the investment team and to the investor's overall success as an investor so and we really are a wasted resource if we're seen just as rent collectors so understand the true scope and breadth of what we can do for our clients Uh, the second tip would be to be really proactive about the selection of your property manager property investment isn't a hands-off passive activity and the selection of your property manager should that's equally as applicable to the selection of your property manager it is not a passive thing it's not hands-off you've got to be very deliberate in whom you're selecting 
as your property manager. So take the time that it deserves. And my third tip would be not to sign an agency authority that ties you into a very lengthy notice period. Property management is really a relationship between the investor and the property manager. And my view is you don't want to be in a, I don't want to keep somebody in a relationship that they don't want to be in. So if an investor doesn't want to be in the relationship, they should be free to leave whenever they want. So if you're seeing an agency authority that's got a 30, 60 or 90, I've even seen 180 day notice period, then run. Yeah. Don't, Don't sign it. Or renegotiate it. That sounds like a yeah. Johnny Depp, Amber Heard situation. That's topical <laughs> right now. That sounds like that's going well. <laughs> that sounds like it's going really well, huh? <laughs> Those are some great tips and some great advice, Joe. It's difficult to be serious with you because we always have so much fun. Um, but we'll do that again on a, on a live interview. But thank you very much for sharing those tips and, and your wisdom on the importance of property managers for investors today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Cheers.